Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Rambam, Mishneh Torah, Hilchas Trumais, the laws of the heave offering given to the Kohen, Perek Hamishi, <coughs> Chapter 5, Cinco de Truma. Ein termin ela min When Truma is set aside by the farmer, we should take from the best. If you have a whole pile of stuff, you don't take the worst. You take the best. That's in general a law with charity. We should always give charity from the best. When you set aside the choice part from it. So the truma should always be the best. I've mentioned in my classes in the past that based upon this law, my father of blessed memory always had a problem with the people, and when I was a kid, this was a big, big thing, where the truck would pull up and people would give their old clothes from the attic to charity. There's nothing wrong with giving your old clothes to charity. It's much better than throwing them away. But when this becomes your charity, this is a problem. My father said, what are the children going to learn? That the old clothes you give to charity. The children are not going to see a check being written to charity. We need to show our children that we give not the worst, not the old, not the discards, but that we give the best to charity. And therefore, even when one gives old clothes to charity, one has to make sure that one's children and one's family and one's neighbors know that this is in addition to giving the choice to charity. Remain sham kayin. What if there is no kayin? Then teiraminamiskayim. He should give the kind of produce that will hold and not rot until the kohen comes, because it's not going to do anybody any good if the produce will rot. Even though there's a nicer part of the produce that will not survive, we want it to survive. Ketzat, for example, Tatum to Adim, Allah Gregory's. For example, it's best to separate fresh figs as truma for dried figs because fresh figs are a preferable type of produce over dried figs. But when there's no coin around, the fresh figs will rot. So we prefer that he. Sets aside tatum gregores alatainum dried figs for the fresh figs because they'll hold longer because dried figs can hold almost forever. If he's accustomed to dry fresh figs, then he can give fresh figs as truma for dried figs because he knows how to dry them. But in a place where there is no Kayin, then one should not take from fresh, from dried for fresh, even in a place where he knows how to do it. I'm sorry. <coughs> I said that wrong. Let's do that again. But in a place where there is a Kohen, then, 
We should never separate dried figs as truma for fresh figs because fresh figs are preferable. <coughs> Even in a place where they transform all figs into dried figs. Along the same lines, too, we should set aside a whole onion as truma even though it's small, rather than a half an onion, which is bigger. In general, we never set aside from one species for the other, for grain from the threshing floor, and for the fullness or wine from the vat. And if he did, ain't truma, say truma. His truma is not truma because it's one species for the other, which is not kosher. Gimel, hakishus, vehamelopapain, zucchini, and cucumbers, he translates it here, mean echad, they are one species. Therefore, you can give zucchini as truma for cucumbers and vice versa. Kol min chitim echad, all types of wheat are considered one species, all types of figs, dried figs and blocks of figs, are considered one species. And truma can, give, can be given from one for the other. The rule is, anything which is forbidden to plant, because, as we learned at great detail earlier, they are kilayim, they are different species, and it's prohibited to plant one species with the other, then you cannot give truma from that species over for the other. Even from something which is better produce for something which is worse produce. Ketzad, for example, and here he lays it out, if he had 50 saw a wheat, and 50 saw a barley, but by his echad in one Area, one household, in one barn, <coughs> in one granary, and he set aside for all 100 saw, two saws of wheat, instead of one wheat, one barley, ain't on truma, it's not considered truma, because you can't give wheat for barley, because it's forbidden to plant wheat and barley together. But if something is not Prohibited to plant together. You can give the better for the worse. But not the worse for the better. If he did, is considered except for zunin, may not be separated for wheat because it's not used as human food. And he says here that zunin is a coarse species of wild wheat which is generally not considered human food. I'm just going to have a little water. By the way, those of you who have been following my cold, my cold, thank God, is a lot better. Baruch Hashem. Dalit. Ein termin midavar shenigmara melachte aldavar shalei nigmara melachte We do not separate truma from produce for which, from which all the work has been completed for produce from which all the work has not been completed. 
or vice versa, you don't set aside produce from something that's incomplete, or uh, for something that is not complete, and not for something that's incomplete, or for something that's complete. As it says, you have to give from complete for complete. But if you did, then the truma is truma. What is the right time to set aside truma from the granary? The answer is, once the kernels have been separated, meaning when the grain has been threshed and winnowed and then the kernels separated from the shaft. So that is the idea of what if he did that separation for part of it? You can set aside truma from that part which is separated for the part which is not. What if somebody brings stalks of grain into his house because he wants to eat husked grain? Let's say he wants to parch it in his fireplace. So it's really at a very early stage. Here he can set aside truma from the husks because that's how he's eating them. At what point in time? Can somebody set aside truma? Should somebody set aside truma from the vat of wine? When the wine treaders have walked a horizontal and vertical line. At one point, does one set aside olives? When the beam of the press is placed upon them. One should not set aside truma from that which is pure for that which is impure. If he did truma, say truma. His truma is truma. It was taught by Moshe on Mount Sinai. This halacha. What was taught by Moshe on Har Sinai that when a portion of a cake of dried figs became impure, to begin with, you could take up the pure part, for the impure part. Not only a cake, which is one body, even a bundle of vegetables, even a pile of wheat, where part of it became impure, you may set aside from the pure for the impure. If there were two cakes, two bundles, two piles, one impure, and one pure on the side. Here is where the law kicks in that we should not give from the pure to the impure. However, when it comes to the 10% of the levies, 10%, here, you can give from the pure on the impure to begin with. Shanam, as it says, It's holy. From it, take up the holiest. We should not set aside from that which is impure for the pure. And if he did, intentionally, he did not fix that which is left over. But that which he already did, but he must give truma again. 
rabbinically, when does this apply? If you didn't know, but if he knew, it's like intentional, the same law applies to similar laws, one does not set aside truma from that which is still attached to the ground, to that which has become detached, not from that which is, was detached, for that which is attached. If he had food that was separated from the ground, he said, These, This produce will be truma for the produce that's still connected to the ground. I feel Omar, even if he said, when they will be severed. Or he had two cakes. The fruits of this cake, connected. He said nothing. But he said, This detached cake, cake of figs, should be. Truma for this cake, when it will be detached, and it was, being that he has the ability to detach them. This produce, when somebody can do something, it can be considered as if he did do it. And when he detaches them both, that's when his words come full circle. The who provided that, as we learned earlier, that they were at least a third mature when he made that declaration. If they were not a third mature when he made that declaration, then it means nothing we learned earlier. One should not set aside truma from moist produce for dry produce, not from dry for moist. If he did truma, his truma is truma. If he picked a vegetable today, he picked up the same vegetable patch tomorrow. And one is dried and the other is fresh. And ten one should not use one to give truma for the other. Unless the vegetable can hold well for two days. Then it's okay. Then it's the same fresh crop. Sometimes vegetables can keep fresh for three days. For example... Malapafenes can be kept like cucumbers. Everything collected within the, picked within the three days. But instead of combines, he can give truma one for the other. But a vegetable that can only hold fresh for one day. And he picks it in the morning. And he picks it in the evening. Morning and evening is okay to give for one and the other. Now he says in 11 something interesting, one does not give fruit from this year for last year. Not from last year, I'll pay this for this year. If he did, it's not as it says, each year. Now obviously, if you can't do it a day apart or three days apart, you certainly can't do it a year apart. So what he's going to say that a year could be now, if it's on the cusp of the year. Likate Yerek Ereb Rosh Hashanah, if he picked a vegetable the eve of Rosh Hashanah, actually Ba'ashemesh before sunset, so it's last year. The Chazab Likat Achashab Ba'ashemesh, and then he picked it after sunset. Ain't Termin Mizel Zed, then 
One is from one year, one is from the other year. Shezeh, Chodesh, one is new. Shezeh, Yashin, and one is old. Because for vegetables, the new year is Rosh Hashanah. Or for trees, it's the 15th of Shvat is the new year of trees. He picked an Esrug on the eve of the 15th of Shvat. Before sunset. And then after sunset, he picked another one. And one should not give from one or the other. Because, going back to the vegetables, the first of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, is the new year, for the tithing of grains, beans, and vegetables. And the 15th day of Shvat, Rosh Hashanah, is the new year for the tithes of the trees. I guess the question is, how did he pick a vegetable on Rosh Hashanah? But that's a separate question. Okay. Yud Beis 12, one should never set aside Truma from produce, from Israel, for produce out of Israel. Not from diaspora produce, for Israeli produce. Not for, from Israeli produce, for produce of Syria, as we learned earlier. And not from, from produce of Syria, for produce. For Israel, we learned in detail the laws of Syria in the earlier chapters. Not from any produce that is not obligated for Truma. Again, for example, the portions which the poor receive, they are not obligated for Truma. Or one may never give from produce from which Truma has already been given, using that produce to give Truma for produce. That truma has not been given, or vice versa. And if he did, in this case, ain't a truma, it's not even truma. If somebody sets aside truma from the first tithe, from which truma has not been taken, or the second tithe, or something that was, as we learned way earlier, consecrated to the Beis Hamikdash. And it was never redeemed. Ain't trumas and truma. The truma does not take hold. You dalid ain't termin midavashu chayim atera davashu chayim midivrei. And we learned earlier that there are certain obligations for truma rabbinically. One cannot use a produce which is biblically mandated for truma to cover produce which is not biblically mandated. And vice versa, you can't use rabbinically mandated produce for biblically mandated produce. But if he did, it is truma, but he should do it again. We learned earlier about otzitz, about a flower pot with a hole in it. The hole allows whatever is planted in it to take root in the earth. It's a flower pot with a hole is considered like it is connected to the earth. The kama yehei banekav. How large does the hole have to be? In order for a small root to pierce through. That's less than the size of an olive. What if he planted grain in a flower pot without a hole? And it matured a third of the produce. And then holes were made. And the grain was completed. And it's pierced. Then it's like it grew when it's not pierced. 
unless he perforates it before it reaches a third of the maturity, because once it reaches a third, it's already mature. If somebody sets aside truma from produce growing in the ground to cover produce in this flower pot, and we paid it or vice versa, truma is truma is truma. Because again, a flower pot with a hole is considered like the earth. If he gave truma from a flower pot that does not have a hole, for produce that does have a hole, truma is truma is truma. Is truma. Nevertheless, he should give truma again just in case. If he uses that which is in the perforated flower, flower pot to give truma, for that which is not truma is truma. But he shouldn't eat of it until he does it again from another place. Yudzayin 17. We learned earlier and we will learn later that the word demai is produce which we're not certain whether truma was given or not. It's called domai. What is this? So if we have uncertain produce and he uses uncertain produce to give truma for, perfect. Or he uses uncertain produce to give for certain produce. Truma, say truma, his truma is truma. But he should do again, just in case. If he gave from the certain for the demai, truma, say truma. And he should not eat it until he gives truma and maestros. Now he goes on to say in 18, he has a whole list here of stuff that should not be set aside as truma for other things. We should not separate stalks of grain as truma for kernels of grain, nor olives for olive oil, nor grapes for wine. If he did, ain't it truma? It's not true. Because we're concerned that you're going to cause the Kohen to do all the hard work. Here you're taking the raw and setting it aside and giving it to the Kohen for the process. But you may give oil for grapes, I'm, I'm sorry, for olives that were pressed, and wine. For grapes that are being made raisins out of, dried, like one would give from two species, that one is not kilayim for the other, from the better for the worse. Because in this case, one is better and one is worse, and you're giving from the better. We can give from the olives from which we make oil, which are better, for olives, which we're going to pickle, because obviously if you're going to pickle them, you need a lesser quality. But not from the lesser quality olives you're going to pickle for the oil olives. We can set aside from uncooked wine to cover truma for cooked wine, because uncooked wine is a higher level of quality, but not from a level of cooked wine, 
not from cooked wine over uncooked wine, because cooked wine is a lesser quality. Minat solo from clear wine, al over unclear wine, but not from unclear wine over clear wine. Fresh figs for a specific number of dried figs. Why? Because fresh figs are better than dried figs. So if you have 10 fresh figs, you're giving truma as 2% for something else. Of dried figs, that's fine. But vice versa. So if it's a measure, it works okay either way. But you can't give from fresh figs for dried ones, nor from dried ones for fresh ones with a count, because then the truma is worse. You always want to give truma with a good eye. You can give grain for bread, <coughs> but you can't give bread for grain. Because grain could be used for many different things, not only for bread. So grain is kind of better than bread. And all of the above. If you did it, truma say truma is truma is truma. You test in terms We do not separate truma from oil for olives that are being pressed. For grapes that are being trodden. Because one is finished and one is not finished. But he has to then set aside again truma from the olives or grapes themselves. The first one can become dimua on its own. Somebody eats it. He is obligated like someone who is obligated if he ate one hundred percent truma, but not from the second. The second is not considered a real truma, just a rabbinic fix. When he's talking about in nineteen that he's liable for partaking. So we're going to learn about this in great detail. That if somebody intentionally eats truma then there is a heavenly death penalty that he could be liable to. But if somebody unintentionally eats truma, then he has to pay a penalty of a fifth, and so on. And that's what he's referring to, the penalty of the fifth. What if somebody separates oil as truma for olives that he intended to eat, but here he gave oil, or Olives for olives, but diet al intending to eat it all. Or he gave wine for grapes that he intends to eat. More grapes for grapes. And then and he then changed his mind and decided to press them all. And he went and pressed these olives or these grapes. And it's it's fine. The fact that he changed his mind doesn't mean anything. 21 in term in Chemetz al Yayin. Now we learned earlier that wine vinegar and wine are the same product. Except that wine vinegar is wine turned to vinegar. So now the question is how this fits with Truma. He says, in term in Chemetz. I have a sip of tea here. 
In term in chaimetz al one should not give vinegar, meaning wine vinegar, as truma for wine. Abal term in yain al but he can give wine for vinegar. Shayain ba chaimetz min because wine and vinegar are the same. If he wanted to give wine for wine, and he has vinegar in it, it's not true. If he wanted to give vinegar for vinegar, he finds that the vinegar is wine, wine is better. It's okay. So these are not considered two different species. What if somebody separates a barrel of wine as truma for wine? Which is good. But then, Houston, we got a problem. The barrel he separated as truma went sour. It's vinegar. If he knew it was vinegar when he did it, ain't a truma. Obviously, it's not truma. Not good. But if it went sour afterwards, after he set it aside, that is a truma, then it's truma. The truma went sour. In Suffolk, and if it's <coughs> doubtful as to when it went sour, truma, then it is considered truma. But he should give truma again, which is a rabbinic truma. So also... When somebody separates squash as truma, and it's discovered to be bitter, avatiach, a watermelon, benimsa saruach, and it is spoiled, or a shenitsu nikurim, or it's perforated. Sometimes watermelon gets perforated. And as he says here, we're really concerned that a serpent didn't get into the watermelon and poison it. If he took a barrel of wine, and he finds the barrel is uncovered, in general, in halacha, all liquids, all foods, always have to be covered. If a barrel of wine sits uncovered, who knows what kind of venomous serpents or snakes or insects got in there. It's forbidden to drink. Truma, this is considered truma, but he should give truma a second time. None of the two become dimua, meaning if it's mixed with others on its own. If somebody eats one of them, she's not obligated. The fifth, because it was uncovered and not quality and so on, it's not considered really truma. Ketzad, for example, what if one of the two above falls on a pile of everyday grain? It does not become Meduma. Remember, we learned meduma is truma with everyday grain that got mixed together. What if the second pile fell to a second place? Medamas does not become dumua. But if they both do, the smaller pile becomes dumua. Because one of them is truma, and we say the smaller one. And remember, what do we need to know? Smaller, bigger? Because we're going to learn about the ratio of nullification of truma and non-truma. So also for non-Kohen consume both of them inadvertently. He pays for the smaller one. It's principal and the fifth. He gives it to one Kohen and takes the money for the larger one. What if he checks the barrel 
and sets it aside to set apart truma for others. Here's an interesting scenario. Here's a farmer who has a barrel of wine. He has a lot of barrels of wine, but he has this one barrel of wine. He says, you know something? This barrel of wine is going to be my truma barrel. And he measures and he measures and he keeps adding to the measuring mark. Now we have this much truma, this much truma. When he gets to the whole barrel, he's going to give the coin the whole barrel. Which is very nice. A good plan. What's the problem? I'm glad you asked. If somebody checks the barrel of wine and he says, ah, this is good wine. He set it aside. He designated it. To set aside truma al acherim for other produce, for other wines. Until the whole barrel will become truma. Why? Because truma is 2%. So he needs to have another 98 barrels of non truma. So he keeps collecting. The Yitnan al his plan is he's going to give it to the coin. But then time went by. He checked it. Uh oh, it's vinegar. There goes the plan. From the first time he checked it, it was good. For three days after that, it's for sure wine. And therefore, all the wine covered back then, remember he was doing progressive designation. All the wine for which he covered back then is, is cool. It's covered. It has been corrected. Of course, when he checked the wine, and for three days afterwards, it's considered good wine, good truma. So let's say by this time he covered 40 barrels with this 40%, or whatever it is. Mikanve, not really 40%, because it's 2%, but whatever. Mikanve ilach, from here onwards, Suffolk, we're not sure. And for the additional ratio, he has to set aside a second truma. Now, in general, this seems to be a problem. Wine becomes vinegar. Well, how often do you have to check? At three intervals, the farmer has to check the wine, or the winemaker has to check the wine that he set aside for truma to make sure it did not become sour, did not become vinegar. And these are them. The first thing is, when the east wind blows, as we say here, when the Santana conditions come, after the Sukkot holiday. So that's one time when you've got to make sure that these winds, I guess, or the season, did not cause the wine to become vinegar. And the second time is when the grapes form, when the non-grapes begin to become grapes, and the third time is when fluid begins to enter the unripened grapes and they become ripe. The yayin migite, but when somebody has wine from the vat, meaning, I believe, freshly produced wine, what we would call today grape juice, you have 40 days to safely assume. That it's fresh. So again, we have the issue of vinegar being used as truma for wine. It's problematic. Chavav 26, the closing paragraph of this chapter. 
If somebody sets aside produce to separate truma from, and again he's collecting, like with the wine earlier, until the whole thing becomes truma. Because truma is 2%, and he's got a big crate or whatever it is here. Even though to begin with, the produce for which one separates truma should be right there on location. Nevertheless, it be set aside. Let's assume that these produce are existent and they're fresh. And they're not spoiled. Because the assumption is it's okay. But if and when he finds that they're spoiled, then he is concerned for all the food that discovered all the produce that discovered, perhaps it was not set aside until later. Therefore, he has to set aside a second tithe for this, as explained earlier in Halacha 22, end of chapter 5.